it's it's bizarre. It's it's a perfect example of of the beanie baby bubble. Hey, I like that beanie baby bubble. <laughs> beanie baby bubble. <laughs> I think well, we have our title, yeah. right? Oh yeah, the beanie baby bubble title. There we go. Hello and welcome to episode number 39 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Lenore, and my co-hosts tonight are Dee and Les. We are talking about limited editions, but first let's talk about what we're drinking. Dee, what's your medium and what's your poison? I am consuming a decaf maple latte because it is past four o'clock and I've been trying really hard not to drink caffeine after four. Um, it's from my super favorite coffee place, uh, called the roost. I spend at least two days a week there and I'm writing with a sharp hex musgrave test scoring pencil. Ow. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. You know, it's the, it's the actual t-shirt that I'm going to order. Cause I was torn which one to order from musgrave. Yeah. And I think it's going to be that one. And it's adorable. Right. And, um, what was funny was I, I, so I picked up a tutoring gig at our local high school, um, just two days a week. So I'm sitting in class on Tuesday and the kid next to me is using a Musgrave test scoring pencil. And it took every ounce of my being not to be like, where did you get that? (laughs) (laughs) Because the school, like the teacher didn't, she has pencils, but they're like, whatever generic, like, it's like, how did that happen? I want to know. Well, Spawn school had like tubs of them for tests. So maybe like another class had them, but I was really yeah. excited for the student and, but I didn't want them to think I was weird because it was only my second day. Yeah. I feel um, you. And, and tell um, me about this legal pad. Uh, the pen and gear pink legal pad. It is my favorite go-to when it comes to podcasting note or notes, because I, um, I tend to write a lot of stuff and then also doodle. So this kind of gives me that space to do that instead of using like a field notes notebook or one of Les's notebooks. I have room to play. So that's it for me. Les, what about you? I am sipping a vanilla rooibos tea because it is after, for me, I don't drink caffeine after one o'clock. Um, otherwise it keeps me up all night. Uh, which, and it's delicious. I ordered a pound of vanilla Rooibos, uh, which is excessive, very excessive. And I've had it for like two years now, but it's delicious. I'm writing with a Dom's X1 nubbin that is about to be retired. I'm almost finished with it. I'm writing on a piece of scrap paper. Just It's like a um, composition notebook that I tore apart for the cover. Yeah? Yeah. So it's just like loose, loose composition book paper that was really crappy. So I'm writing on that. What about you, Lenore? I am drinking a Rheingeist Bubbles Rosé Ale, which I think is the girliest thing I've ever drunk on this podcast. It sounds tasty, is it? It is. Um, So Rheingeist is this Cincinnati brewery, and this thing's in a uh, millennial pink can. (laughs) <laughs> and and it uh, the the description of it is a bright, dry, and lithe rose ale with apple, peach, and cranberry for tartness and blush. 
that is a with effervescence and (laughs) evanescence oh man so that is some copy am i right i mean that is some baron fig-esque copy it totes is and it's uh 6.2 percent alcohol so wow uh, yeah so i mean it actually kind of tastes like a, a pink wine more than it tastes like a pink beer but you know it's nice. Um, and you guys were talking about not wanting to drink coffee because it'll keep you up. If I drink coffee in the afternoon, then I get a headache at night on the day I don't drink coffee in the afternoon. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, and it's not worth it. So I have to be kind of a little careful not to overindulge on one day lest I be in pain a couple days later. So, you know. Um, and then I'm writing, I'm, I pulled out this pencil today because I was looking for blue pencils. I mean, just blue bodies on them. And I have this, uh, California Republic stamped Palomino HB blue pencil, gold band, no eraser. It's beautiful. I haven't written in it in a while. I don't know how long it's been sitting in this jar on my desk. Those uh, are the best. Not being Those used, are but it's like awfully nice. Favorite. And I'm writing awesome. in a Baron Fig Infinity. Sorry, those you started awesome. to say. I, those were those are awesome. Those were like gateway pencils. Like those were super nice back yeah. in the day. And I'm sad yeah, they don't is, make them. Is it is it uh, is it Johnny that's so into these? Yeah. Yeah. If I had more than one, I would send them to him, but this is the only one I got, I think. Um, but I bought these in California, actually, before I got involved with, like, the Erasable Group and stuff. Before I kind of knew there was this other whole world, I, I was just beginning to dabble in the idea of pencils. And, and I bought them while I was visiting my then-fiancé, now-husband, in California, and it was... Uh, it's pretty cool. So uh, a little retro there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's it. What's exciting in your life now, Dee? Um, well, personally, what's exciting is that I've been playing a lot of video games. I mean, mm. that kind of ebbs and flows. But now that it's getting colder and darker sooner, it's like I get home and I just want to hibernate. So uh I uh, picked up a new game for the Nintendo Switch, uh, Mario Party. So that has been super fun and exciting. Um, There's a lot of exciting stationary stuff, actually, that's on my radar. Um, The first is the Baron Fig Copper Squire. Oh, yeah. Pretty. I don't know if I deem it exciting, but it's new stationary. It it seems like I would prefer copper over the um, other... Uh, the brass one? Brass one, rather. Yeah. But $95 is a lot for a pen that I wouldn't use often. I was curious as to what both of you thought about it. I am I like copper as a material for pens, but <laughs> it has a tendency, like brass, to smell really bad. And yeah. to turn my skin, <laughs> yeah. it turns my skin brown. Like, uh, like, and black and greenish. So there's like a definite like interaction with copper in my skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna ask if it was coated with anything. The brass one wasn't, so I would be surprised if they would coat that one, because I think that's part of the appeal of those raw material pens is that they're not coated, so they do react and they show use. 
So I'd be surprised if it was coded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I am okay with things developing a patina from use, Mm -hmm. but the patina on a pen is going to be so uneven that it's going to just look grimy. Well, like is what I'm worried about. Kara's customs does some like copper pens and brass pens and they look really cool. So they don't look grimy. They look okay. like it's it kind of warms up. Instead of it being so pink, it's warmer. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, a lot of people do hacks with them and of like have them interact with chemicals. So you get some yes. really cool coloration. Yeah, no, I if I had $95 extra, I would definitely pick it up. Um but I kind of, this kind of came out of left field. Like I didn't know anything about it until it actually accidentally got leaked via a Facebook ad. (laughs) (laughs) That's been happening to them a lot lately. What was the uh, thing that just came out that got leaked before um, that? The Mysterium? No, it was the notebooks, the undated planner. Oh yeah. 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 Like I I I mean, I don't know. Clearly, they're not that upset about it, or they wouldn't post the stuff no, right. ahead of time where it could leak. So, Right. But I think that, like, imagine it was something that a company would get upset about. Like, I wish there was a way to tell Facebook, like, don't do that yet. <laughs> so. Well, there is. I mean, they can't do it if you haven't made the web space available. Right. So, but that's always funny. And I think they take it in stride. Because this time, you know, Joey kind of was coy about it. And then, you know, the next day it was obviously confirmed. Right. Um, So they also have a sense of humor. So, right. They're not like uppity about it. So, no. So that's that's exciting and new. Um, Also, today I was typing up my review for the Chunghua pencil with a big eraser. Yes. And I had popped over to CW because I wanted to link to where I got it from. And she has one new offering I heard about via like, I think Instagram or maybe Facebook, but there was something else I saw um, as well that I did not know about. So the first thing that I knew about was the um, Viking and Karen Dash um, collaboration with the, the eight, four, nine pen set. I don't know if either of you saw that. Yeah. I did didn't order that. it though. Yeah. I didn't order it either. I, it's not something, I mean, I have, uh, Karen Dash 849, a neon one, of course. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's $50. Um, it's an interesting kind of collaboration. It's cool that it comes with a leather, uh, you know, pen sheath as well as the pencil it's modeled after. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing was the CW pencil slash, um, Viking, um, the feral list feral pencil set. I got those and they are really cute. Yes, they look, I like the story and I like how adorable they are because they have like, you know, the pseudo feral slash eraser at the top. Right, which is just, they're painted in a design that calls back to having an eraser and a feral on the end, even though they don't have that. Right. Which is kind of funny. Like it's a joke to me. Right, right. Um so I think it's it's really kind of cute. And I like the designs. I mean, I, I wish I could own some pencils with those kind of ferrules because those are pretty intricate and interesting. Um, so for, for the three-pack of that, it's $7. I think it's more of a conversation piece than a... Exactly. Uh, 
you know, like, oh, I'm going to use these and tell you whether or not they're good. So, right. So, yeah, so that's all that's exciting for me. Uh, Les, go. <laughs> um, so um, I, I'm going to start off maybe a little negative, but no. also positive. Um, so Baron Fig's Bookshop. Um, yes. Yeah. I have very mixed feelings about this. I think. It, do, do you have ideas about this? Though? I have <laughs> ideas and I have feelings. Um, I actually think it, it's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool idea. I love the idea that they are specifically looking at books about creativity um, and things that have inspired them in the past. What the ideas that I have, or disappointment, I guess, is a, out of 21 offerings, I think I did a rough count. I could be off on that. There are only two women offered, or two yes. female authors. Um, and one of the women had to be the artist's way, which... I've been on here before and I talked about how much I loathe that book. I know that it's very popular. It makes sense that they would offer that because it is very often suggested to people, Oh, you're, you're having some artist block or writer's block. You should check out the artist way. Um, unfortunately I think it's garbage, but that's beside. I have attempted to do the artist way in an online group. And I hate it. I hate everything about it. But I, I will digress about my loathing of the artist's way. I think they should consider adding Bird by Bird by um, Anne Lamott. Mm-hmm. Uh, right Away um, by Elizabeth George. Or Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg. Any, Actually, all three of those are fabulous books about writing by women. And Bird by Bird is probably as recommended as Stephen King's on writing. It's definitely something they should consider adding Mm -hmm. to their selection, in my opinion. Just, you know, those three books are things they should think about. But also, like, if you're thinking about, like, this is a male-run company, and who are men, who do do men tend to be inspired by? Men white men um uh, but i'm not gonna get all sjw no. today <laughs> i've already gotten i've gotten enough into that already so anyway last week i was about to have a big conversation with a dude from sakura about their erasers specifically the sumo grip and i did i'm took lots and lots of notes and it was fabulous. I talked to him for a half hour about erasers <laughs> um, and about how like the, the sticky eraser technology and the eraser technology that sort of, you know, how a lot of the like I recommend the Sakura foam all the time. Yeah, one I love reasons, it. It's my favorite. Right. And one of, of the you. reasons I like it is because it doesn't smudge and smear. And there's a reason for that. They, are, they have like a whole special technology that instead of like most erasers rub the graphite off and kind of it adheres to the eraser. But with the Sakura foam, it is enveloped by the eraser. So it picks up the graphite and then rolls around it. Cool. Which is kind of a, it's a different technology, a different kind of chemical makeup. Um, and he likened it to the magic erasers, the Mr. Clean magic erasers. As he said, it's basically a similar technology to that, but embedded in a sticky foam eraser. 
I don't know. I think that's cool. And so <laughs> I got, I was able to listen to someone get super nerdy um, for a half hour about erasers. But um, I'll be talking about that in a more complete blog post at some point. Let's see. What is we're recording on Thursday, and this is coming out next Wednesday. I on the Erasables um, Facebook page, I suggested that all of the pen people have Inktober. What don't the pencil people deserve? Graph Ember. So absolutely. Uh, my thought is is that for the month of December, we will have Graph Ember, and we're like people are posting um, ideas for themes and ideas and and um, prompts. So we're gonna I'm gonna compile that into a document, and we'll we'll put it up somewhere where everyone can follow along. But go to the Erasables Facebook group if you want to see the original Graph Ember. Um, Post and post your ideas for what you'd like to have going on for Graph Ember, and we'll we'll have some information going on a doc somewhere. That's awesome. All right, Lenore, I am super stoked for your announcement, and I'm gonna pass the mic to you. <laughs> yeah, I got this package from my friend Lara today, and I'm really excited about it. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. That wasn't the big announcement. I did get a package from my friend Laura today, and it was really cool. She sent me a glass pencil. What? Which is kind of, I know. It doesn't write. It's Pe- like it's like a glass ornament of a pencil, oh. but it looks like a pencil. Okay. So that's really cool. But that's not the big announcement. The big announcement that we're really excited about is that RSVP is about to have our first merch opportunity we have stickers and they are really cool and I'm so excited about them. I love them. Um, so everybody watch for an announcement on our social media in the next few days as we get our ordering set up. Um, in keeping with our vintage kind of analog aesthetic here, these are printed on paper. They're not vinyl. So they're, they're notebook stickers more than, you know, computer stickers or something. Um, they're printed on an antique printing press by the Hound Dog Press here in Louisville, about a mile from my house. And uh, we'd like to use this as an opportunity to maybe raise a little bit of money to get some equipment for our podcasters and invest in our project. Um, but we're also just really excited because they're really pretty and really cool. And it's been all I could do not to put up pictures of them <laughs> in the last few days. Um, but I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I controlled myself. I am so, so excited um, about these. I hope, I hope you guys are also excited about this. So I am so, 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 so excited. I, Me too. I opened, ripped open my envelope like as soon as I walked through the door. It was like dumping them out into my hand and fondling them and they're so textured and the paper feels really great i love the colors and all of the um the printing press doodads he put on there i am stoked so i'm gonna actually i'm gonna try to meet up with him tomorrow and get all of the nerdy nerdy details about you know (laughs) all the stuff that we're going to be interested in knowing about him uh, and I'll get that up for everybody when we have our um, when we have our our further information on it. But we just wanted to give you guys a heads up, so that's coming out. So yeah, are we ready to move into our main topic? Indeed. This is timely because the stickers might be a limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> so our question is: limited editions, love, hate, tolerate. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Um, so who wants to open up with thoughts about limited editions? 
I could go just because it's fresh in my mind. Because like I I said before we started recording that while I was waiting um, for everything to boot up, I was organizing my limited editions because I have a special spot for them. So I have some general thoughts and then I have some not so general thoughts. So generally, I think limited editions are a good idea. I think that it creates excitement around a brand. So, you know, like, for example, Baron Fig, um, you know, comes out with their limited edition stuff. People get excited about it, talk about it. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes no one buys them. Sometimes they sell it right away. I mean, look at the Blackwing 211. When I bought that two years ago or however long ago it was, I did not think that it would be worth what it is now. Um, oh, sure. So, um, so that leads me into, yeah, they're great for, for excitement, but also there's that flip side of the potential, um, you know, aftermarket value of things. And while I'm not going to tell the story again, but limited editions kind of saved me (laughs) in a time of financial hardship incident. (laughs) Yes. They, you know, I, and I wish I hung onto those pencils because I could have made triple, you know, at that time I sold one of each of every Blackwing edition dozen, you know, so I thought that time it was six dozen, um, for $350. Now I could get almost that for one box of the two elevens. So but no, so that kind of makes it frustrating because I don't know about you guys, but like a lot of times people will come to the erasable group specifically and be like, oh, hey, I just got into pencils. I'm so excited. And, you know, I really saw the, you know, 725 and I really think they're cool because, you know, I, I, I used to play guitar and it really touches, you know, home for me and I really would like one. It's like who's going to, you know, number one, want to part with one and then to tell yeah. somebody that's $60, $70 for one pencil. Right. Everybody who's wanted to give them up has given them up. <clears throat> Correct. So it it creates that like barrier to entry. Um, And that's a problem for me because every time I don't buy something that's limited edition, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Um, Not for financial investment purposes, but just in general. Like, what if I know it's not going to be available to touch later? Right. And so, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what I've been doing is trading for the latest edition stuff. So if I want a couple of the new Blackwings, for example, you know, someone sometimes posts something, you know, they're looking for whatever, and I trade. So I can usually cobble together a dozen that way. I don't have the box, but to me, that's not super important. So, so yeah, I mean, so I like them. I, I like how excited we all get when, like, you know, Blackwing drops that little hint. Although this past time, there really wasn't a hint. It was just a picture of what it was, kind of. But, you know, you have to kind of speculate and guess and, you know. But I do hate the fact that they become worth ten times what people pay for them. And that's that's kind of frustrating to me. But I think it's a way for companies to show their creativity. I mean, you take a look, say, at Field Notes, for example. Well, I don't buy them anymore. I like, I give them credit and I like how sometimes they think outside the box or outside the notebook. And, you know, they create different form factors. They use different materials sometimes. And so I, I like that it, it allows a company to kind of, you know, keep something new and different always coming. So that's how I feel about that for now. What about both of you? I have, I think I tolerate them. I love the idea of them. I enjoy seeing them. And I, I agree. I think it's a great way for the companies to show their creativity. 
I'm just not interested in buying them anymore. I like I think in the FOMO episode I talked a lot about the fact that I also trade for the editions that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. I really don't have any interest in buying any more field notes or other limited edition notebooks because I just don't use them. I stare at them and right. you know the covers are really pretty. Um but they just don't interest me quite as much as they used to. And then in terms of pencils, I like black wings. Don't get me wrong. I really yeah. enjoy the black wing pencils. I think they're fabulous pencils, but like right now I'm writing with a 50 cent Dom's X one and the graphite <laughs> yeah. is at least as good, if not smoother or better with a better point retention than some of the black wings. I mm-hmm. like it better than the 602. Yeah. And the same with the Epsara Beauty. And we're talking about a 25 cent pencil there. And for me, like, I, there was that point where I realized I was engaging in a lot of FOMO and it was stressing me out. And I, I remember sitting, watching a Field Notes, um, I think it was the Land Land sale. You remember when that happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And We've talked about that one before here, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. So that land land sale happened, and everyone was bragging about the fact that they broke the rules. They ordered 10 yep. packages. They ordered 20 packages. They ordered 10 here at this address. Then they ordered another 10 at their work address. And I just realized I didn't care anymore. I didn't care enough to engage in that kind of behavior because there was no way while I was at work I was going to be able to jump on my phone order a package of those notebooks and keep up with the Joneses. Right. And like, there's something very elitist about that. The people that are able to stop their work day and do that, um, are not me and not people I even want to associate with, but that's different. Um, but like, I liked how, you know, you bring up a good point less, you know, how people break the rules and they, you know, they probably are going to resell them or whatever. That really turned me off. That was like the final, one of the final straws, of me like removing myself from the whole field notes universe, just seeing that edition yeah. after edition. But I like how there's the flip side though. Remember with the erasable group with the Cal Cedar hundredth anniversary pencils. Yeah. Yeah. People. That got, was amazing. It was. And, but I also think there's a difference in those groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in terms of pencils, people share way more often than perhaps and that's not to say there are many people in the field notes universe who you know when i washed my favorite um uh, my last yellow or no it was the orange unexposed someone immediately like i i you know posted a picture (laughs) of it all mangled (laughs) from the washing machine and someone went oh my god let me send you one i don't have an orange one but here's a yellow one Right. <laughs> and, you know, that's super cool. And, you know, I, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm going off on a tangent here, I think. But the sharing aspect of the limited edition culture, I really, really love. I dislike the... I'm try, I, I don't even have the right words for this I, yet. Like, there's this sense of haves versus have nots i have this and oh would you would you like a copy of this land land well it's going to cost you 25 dollars or i'm going to sell you yeah. a single for 9.99 yeah uh, i mean that's what i was kind of hinting at the type yeah. you know people that can stop their work day and take however many minutes to order a limited edition item is a certain kind of person not saying they're a bad person 
but it's a, a certain kind of person that, I, you know, that can do that. Yeah. I, I, not, it's, I it's kind of elite, elitist. That's not the right word. That's not, I, I had, there's a word that I'm thinking of and I, I, I'm racking my brain for it, but there's something. It's shark, scalping. It's shark-like. You know They're what I mean? They're scalping. It's like the people who go in and buy all the tickets so that they can resell them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're inserting themselves in between the producer and the buyer so that they can make money off of it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I don't like about limited edition culture. The other side of it is that I don't, I'm, I'm a user. I use my notebooks, I like my pocket notebooks. Like, do you see the picture of the last one I posted online? I wrecked that thing. I destroyed mm-hmm. it. I carried it around in my back pocket for just over a month. The insides detached from the cover. I washi taped it. I rubber stamped it. I put stickers on it. I, and I can't wait to put RSVP stickers on my current notebook. And that's, I'm going <laughs> to slap that on there. But... Uh, yeah, I saw that picture and I was thinking about calling social services on you, Liz. <laughs> um, but that like, was abusive. It was very abusive. But like that's what I do with my notebooks. And to me, there's something beautiful about a notebook that has had the crap kicked out of it and it's been filled up and loved and it's got lots and lots of information and it's a documentation of a life lived. Yeah. And to me, that's what my notebooks are about. It's not about what the cover looks like when I get it. It's what the cover looks like when I put it away. And for me, my limited editions are my filled books because those are what's important. Like the filled information packed notebook is the important thing to me. And maybe that's a little Thoreauian with the whole life lived and explored and minutia of life. Um, but it is what it is. So anyway, that's, that's, I, I like them. I think they're beautiful. I love seeing the creativity coming out of these companies. But on the other hand, I also dislike the scalping and the shark like attitude towards the limited editions where people buy them and then they flip them. And, you know, that's part of the culture. That's always going to be... Anytime you have collectibles, that is part of the culture, is that shark-like attitude towards buying and reselling. Right. Well, and as you've brought up many times, you know, the Beanie Babies thing. Yeah. I mean, that is a whole other side of the discussion. But the thing is, you know, we, we call these limited editions because it's sort of gets people I mean it's a marketing term right it's a limited edition because that triggers FOMO in a way that hey this new print run doesn't right and you know you you said about the companies being able to flex their creativity but you know the other part of that is just that you can't keep everything in stock all the time because it's too expensive and too difficult, right? So you do something neat and when it sells out, you're doing something else neat. And most of the things that we would buy in other realms of our lives, you know, and I'm not talking about like toothpaste, right? But if you go and buy a notebook with a kind of neat cover at Target, well, they're not going to have that same cover next year, right? They're not going to have the owl cover next year. It's going to be a different 
cover. It's going to be elephants or something, right? So, you know, you find things that are cool and you maybe buy them as a one-off. But what the limited edition does is it kind of ties it to a brand and ties it to a community and makes it so that there will be a kind of core of people who are aware of the name so that you can actually look for it. Because if I want to look for another one of this comp book with the owl on the front of it that I bought at Target three years ago, I'm not going to have a whole lot of luck searching for that on eBay. No. Right? No. But if I want, you know, if I want to drink local field notes, I can get on eBay and search for that and somebody will sell me one. Yeah. For uh, as much as they can for, get. For right? as much as they can get out of um, you, absolutely. <laughs> what? I said, uh, absolutely, for as much as they can get out of you for it. Those are pretty pricey right. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, I was just using that as an example because I could think of the name of it. But, you know, like, I'll I'll probably never get to touch the, what was the tradesman? Or uh, the day, yeah. you know, or the day game or the night sky, right? I'm probably never going to hold one of those in my hands because I don't care enough about it to pay the money, right. even though I do care enough about it to wish that I'd gotten into field notes a year earlier, right? Yeah. So, you know, if they'd made bigger runs of those, I still wouldn't have one because hmm. they still would have sold out before I got into field notes, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think that, this thing of calling it a, a limited edition is really, I mean, it's really just a word for the way most things have been most of the time. Right. I, well, I, I, I don't think that it, the target notebooks or composition notebooks, I don't think they would call themselves a limited edition. It's just, well, no, they don't the, call themselves that. They, I think they just say, this is the two, the 2018 studio C and you get cute forest animals. Right. Right, and they don't call it a limited edition, but it is it's because that. when they run out, they're not making that one again. Yeah. I think it's also, but also like limited edition, the implication is that it's a smaller amount made. Whereas, you know, like the take the Studio C animal per, animal cover editions. There were millions of those printed and made. Right, Versus it's true. like, you know, the limited edition stuff from field notes they tell you how many they make not every company does that baron fig doesn't tell you how many wanders there are um but you know the idea behind it when someone tells you this is a limited edition the implication or is the implication the right i'm getting really word sure. nerdy tonight anyway the, what they're implying is that it is a smaller number than millions which is one of the like going back to the beanie babies one of the reasons people got angry about Beanie Babies is because eventually they were literally making millions of them. Initially, they were only making 10,000 of the Beanie Babies, and those ones are actually still worth money. But beside the point, you know, like, the idea behind limited editions is that there's a smaller number of them made versus millions upon millions upon millions. Well, that's definitely true. But was Beanie Babies calling them limited editions when they were just, or were they just a small company with a small market? I think they were calling them like limited editions as part of oh, the okay. or they were calling them collectibles, which is a whole other conversation, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean Bradford Exchange. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> or Franklin Mint. Oh, oh yes, yeah. man. Um, uh, have did I, did have you guys have... seen that that like meme type picture of like it's like a divorce proceeding from 1999 where a couple's dividing up their beanie babies on the floor of the courtroom? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yep. Like it's it's bizarre. It's it's a perfect example of of the beanie baby bubble. Hey, I like that. Beanie Baby Bubble. Beanie Baby Bubble. <laughs> I think well, we have our title. Yeah. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. The Beanie Baby Bubble title. There we go. I'm such a um, fan of alliteration, even though it's the worst rule to break. Um, here's, a, here's a thought that I have. Like, I've been thinking about, in terms of, like, Field Notes and Beanie Babies and, and Blackwing Volumes and all of these limited edition small press publication type notebooks and... and things are we going to see a bubble on them i mean i know that some people have argued no we won't but i i just wonder when are people going to get to the point where they're like meh field notes or meh blackwing volumes you know i think it's i feel like it's slowing down but is that also just because i'm removing myself from that pulse of stuff uh, yeah, I think, see, that's the other thing, because I'm no longer involved in field notes, like, once they did the whole gendering thing, which I don't necessarily think was field notes fault, but right. eh, whatever, I'm not going to go there tonight. Um, right. Once that happened, I removed myself from those groups, and I stopped talking about field notes as much as I used to. I stopped buying them actively. I did um, trade for a couple of editions, and the last, the last field notes I actually bought was the Carhartt edition, um, which was what last winter. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, it's been almost a year since I bought a package of field notes, and I've been tempted. Like I know there's a shop here in in town that um, does sell field notes and like the end notes edition or the end sheets. What's it called? The end whatever with the marbled papers. I've been really tempted end to paper. go. Oh, the end paper, the end sheets. Yeah. Um, I've been really tempted to go and pick up a set of those because they're different. And I've certainly, like, I've received field notes as gifts and I enjoy them and I enjoy seeing them. But, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I have no desire to actually go out and buy them. Every now and then I'm like, well, maybe I should buy a pack. Then I'm like, eh. I'd rather buy a pen or a bunch of pencils. Right. Plus, plus I think I have like 40 field notes over my desk staring at me that I haven't touched because I, when I, when it's time to reach for a notebook, I reach for one of my own because I don't, I don't have a worry about destroying them Yeah. or like, I, and I'm really getting into like slapping stickers on them and like rubber stamping them with little, little notes to myself. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and and swinging back to the whole has the bubble burst, I was just on the, the Baron Fig website because I wanted to be looking at the Copper Squire while I was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing that their limited edition Squires aren't selling out like they used to. And I wonder if it's just because they've ordered more this time around or if people are just calming down a bit. You know what I mean? They don't make their uh, edition sizes public, do they? I don't think so. No, they've never answered anything about their edition sizes. No, go ahead. Which is fine. You know, I mean. Well, I think that's good in some ways because then people aren't like, oh, this is, you know, one of 10,000 as opposed to one of 25,000. You know what I mean? Like it creates. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know. Have, did you guys, um, so there was a limited edition, or I don't know if it was limited edition, it was a continuing edition of one of the Retro 51s. And people got super cranky because it was an open edition. That's what that's the words I'm looking for. Mm. Um, and people got oh, really upset. Oh, because they're going to keep making it? Because they're going to keep making them. So, like, first it's, <laughs> it's like 500. But then, like, the next 500 will be 501 to 1,000. Gosh, I yeah. just feel so bad for those people. That's I know, great. must be so well, bummed. And how many of them bought them as investments? Like, this right. is the first 500 made of this, you know, particular Retro 51. Right. And Retro 51, to be fair, does do a ton of limited editions and closed editions, which I think is something that the current, like, notebook and pen limited edition culture, if you will, doesn't really think about or understand, because that's something that definitely comes out of pens and printmaking, so with printmaking, when you make prints, um, just to go back to my college years, um, things that I learned about many years ago. So with printmaking, you have closed and open editions. If you're doing a closed edition, you make 500 prints of something, or usually it's more like 100. You make 100 prints of something, and then you literally destroy the block. You will never print right. anymore. Then when it comes time, like if you're doing an open edition, you would print 100. And then when you run out of those or sell those, you would print another 100. And then another hundred, and then another hundred, and typically the value on open editions is ten does tend to be lower. Like they're they're made as the bread and butter of the printmakers, so that they can you know buy their freaking groceries. Versus right. like limited editions are things that you sell when you're doing a an art show, and you know there are going to be certain people, a certain number of people, they're buying that particular print. Um, but anyway, I I digress on that. But that's something I think that isn't something that's talked about in these limited edition cultures because, you know, with field notes, yes, you know the number of them, but the notebooks aren't necessarily numbered per se unless you're getting a factory floor edition. But then, like in the pencils, like Blackwing volumes, you have no idea how many of those were actually made. Blackwing right. has never answered that information. Baron Fig doesn't answer the information about the number of pens that they're making or the number of confidants that they've that they make. Um, so you don't you don't really know what number you're getting or how many or how much. Like if you're like thinking about how much is this going to be worth? Is this going to be super collectible like the two eleven because those were clearly they sold out very very quickly. They were testing the waters, um, and early editions always have that. You know they're always worth more in the end. Right. And so you're trying, like, I think with a lot of limited edition purchases or buyers, people are banking on that in a way. Mm -hmm. they're, they're hopeful that this is, this edition might be, you know, I might be able to bankroll my kid's college. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. So if I'm boiling it down to love, hate, or tolerate, I tolerate them. I kind of hate them as well. And then I have a certain amount of love for them. Of too. course. Like, my, it's my it's feelings, always all of the above, isn't I it? I toler hate love. Toler hate love. <laughs> oh, or toler of. My, my, my emotions run the gamut when it comes to limited editions. <laughs> Tolerator's going to tolerate. But you know, um, with our sticker offering, we're kind of offering a limited edition thing. Yeah. But. It's a lot different, I think. I think it's different because it's made as a fundraiser. 
Um, yes. Yeah, and you know, I've got one of those. I've got the round erasable sticker, and I have the hexagonal right. erasable sticker. Right. Yeah. And there's no aftermarket you know, really for stickers. I don't know. I should get on and see how much I can well, get. Oh when I was God, put that, I was on the <laughs> I was on the Musgrave website earlier because I want to order a T-shirt or two, mm-hmm. and um, I saw that you can get a quote for a custom order of pencils. And I was just playing around with their, you know, because you can select, they don't tell you how much, but they, you can select the options. And like, I saw you had posted the other day, Les, how you like natural pencils with blue foil. Oh, yeah. And they have the option, um, natural hexagonal in, I think, three or four different shades of blue foil. Oh, I'm sure. Um, You can pick the ferrule, the eraser. Um, You have to order um, 10 gross minimum. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, 1400 and 40 pencils. Um, but yeah, I was like thinking about that, like an RSVP pencil. Well, yeah, um, I was thinking about that or for, for manuscripting pod, like doing like a logo with the, with the blue <laughs> foil, Oh man, blue foil on a natural cedar oh, pencil. So pretty. Oh. Right. Like they have so many options. That's what I love about Musgrave because like the option I was floored about how many different color combinations options hexagonal round it better be hexagonal if we do a pencil because i hate round pencils but anyhow semi hex will compromise <laughs> I want hex. no it hurts me <laughs> yeah <laughs> no regular semi hex is good but yeah no so i i thought about that like but again um did you see it came up today i was saw it on facebook um blackwing i think posted was it blackwing it was blackwing or palomino um the collaboration with erasable that john yeah 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 yeah. it's like all right you know a couple people got in on those i didn't Um, well it's also stupidly what are those gonna be it's stupidly expensive and you know i think that they're going to be lovely obviously they're going to be lovely but it was ridiculously expensive and you can't resell them Right, right. You're not allowed right. to resell them, so. It... Well, I mean, can individual people resell them? Mm. Part of the agreement when you buy them is that you're not reselling them. Oh, okay. So, like John buying them, he can't resell them, but everyone could get in on the initial order, and it's taken right. months. Yeah, that it's to go been through. like six or eight months since it's, that started. Yeah, it's ridiculously right. long. Like, if I'm ordering pencils, I want to, like, call up Musgrave and say, hey, I want this, like, bright blue foil on a natural cedar round pencil with a <laughs> silver ferrule with a blue stripe. And can I get a blue eraser with that? Because, hell yeah. There's another uh, option. I know they have pink and, like, yellow. They have all kinds of options for erasers. But, like... And then I want to get it six weeks later in my hot little hands. You know, you can even do right. custom boxes, but that's too much money. Ooh, I know, right? I, I just I'm excited. Like I was on their website, and like I love how it's new and like easier to navigate, and doesn't hurt my face when I look at it. I kind of love their hideous bags, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're just they're merely utilitarian. Oh, they're, they're not. Hideous. They're not hideous. They're, hideous. they're perfectly adequate as a yeah. piece of plastic that keeps the pencils together in one spot, more or less. Yes. If if, if we ever do, like 
RSVP pencils, they've got to be in some utilitarian, hideous, god-awful bag because that <laughs> will be You know what? Funny. I'm sure if we call up Nicole, she'll help hook us up with that. Right. <laughs> we can, we can like, slap an RSVP sticker onto them as the logo and branding. <laughs> awesome. She'll be there for us. That'd be great. But no. Oh. Anyhow, I digress. Sorry. Oh, I'm giggling now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get the bolt? You did. Both of y'all yeah. got the bolt, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because it was yellow. Yeah. I mean, it's a insta buy for me because yellow is my favorite color. And nice. um, the only thing that they haven't done yet is neon. And I know it, more people hate neon than love neon, but no, I don't know how you anodize in neon. Um, they did it in the '90s plenty. I yeah. had hot pink end bars on my mountain bike in the 90s. I was just going to say, mountain bike products and BMX products, because I would oh, BMX bikes. Neon. You know what I want them to do? Hmm. Rainbow anodizing. Mm. Oh, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Right. Well, have you, I've got the um, Kershaw Chive mm-hmm. with yes. the titanium oh, rainbow yeah. Uh, yeah, finish. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful knife. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I would love for them to do a, like a multicolor. I mean, anything multicolor, because all of the ones so far have been solid over the whole body. Yes. And I don't know yeah. if that's a design choice or if there are some, you know, technical aspects that make that just kind of more practical than the other thing. I'm willing right. to but bet that's a design choice. Huh? I said, I, I bet that's, a, I'm willing to bet that's a design choice. Yeah. They're very minimalist. They mm-hmm. are. But they have a lot of proud people. Mm. They could do it for pride. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who should just get like they, someone should make um, wraps for the Baron Fig Squires, like <laughs> like they do for the Apple pencils. <laughs> oh. And they could totally do them limited edition, <laughs> limited oh. edition wraps for limited edition pens. Oh, I make myself laugh. Sweet. That would be ridiculous. I mean, we could make our own. I mean, look what Field Nuts did. Indeed. I feel like that was kind of a dud, though. Like, Did it sell? Yeah, because someone had one, and they were like, I really didn't like the color. Anyone want to trade? I saw it somewhere. What was the color? Yeah, someone tried to trade for an experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. I've had many, many offers for my experiment, Lenore. Yeah. I have too, but it's my favorite pen. And I like that. I don't know how much money somebody would have to offer me for it. Like, I, because I just like it. Right. I don't know. Anyhow. But, but less, you don't have to keep it if you, you know, if you get a good offer for it, take it. Because, you know. No. Totally fine with me. No, I love I it. I want the Insightful it's- Spectre really bad. Uh, sadly, I only bought one of those, and I I really like it too. So, like, I'm <laughs> bummed that I did not get it. Like, ugh, hmm. stupid FOMO. Well, that is something I would use. I don't know. I'd like yeah. it. No, I agree. It's it is it is really cute. Yeah, getting a little FOMO there for your limited edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate limited editions, except the ones I want. <laughs> All right, I think we beat this to death, right? I, I think we're I think getting so we're too. delving into silly territory. I think we're getting loopy here. I'm getting to the bottom of my beer. All right, well, thank you both. <laughs> That's so why. Much. That's why. That's why. No, and actually, you know what? Speaking of limited editions, uh, I am not a fan of the idea 
of pumpkin or spice in beer. Like I just, the pumpkin beer thing, I do not like, but you know what I actually love in the summer is all the citrus stuff they put in beer. I love, I love shandy. I love all the like mandarin orange and tangerine and grapefruit beer. I really like it. And I would not have thought three years ago that I would be a person who is drinking, um, you know, adulterated beer, but that I really do like. Have you tried the clown shoes Clementine? No, I don't know that one. Clown shoes is from up here. You would, it's very tasty. It is a delightfully delicious beer. Very good in the summer. I have not. I mean, I'm pretty sure my store doesn't have it because I would have picked it up if I'd seen it. I was, I I became very, very sad when I went up to Maine. I had intended to go to um, the beer shop in my old college town uh, and pick up a favorite ginger beer. So it's like beer with ginger and it's called, it was called Ginger Mile Brew and it was delicious. But, I've had a couple of those that I oh, really like. So good, but they went out of business. The comp- well, oh. they didn't. They were bought up by another local brewery, and they don't make the ginger mild brew anymore. They make a different ginger brew. But I was so sad. I was it's like, not the same. Forget it. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I got super cranky. And I, so what was that other brewery? The with other the, brewer, with um, the Clementine. Oh, clown shoes. Like shoes born by a clown. Yep, clown shoes. Oh, okay. I was like. I was trying to spell it like K-L-A-U-N-S-C-H-U-S-S or something. You know, nope. I thought it was a, like a German thing or something. Nope. It's clown but shoes. Yeah, that's that's a, uh, that's an interesting name for a brewery. Okay. And so uh, since we're talking about breweries, I am super excited. So we have, I can literally, there's a, a brewery down the street from my house that I can walk to. And I've never, mm. been, I've never been to. <laughs> there's another one opening down the street from my house on a, like the neighboring street, like the parallel street also that I can walk to. And then Mm -hmm. at the train station, which is like a third of the mile from my house, I can also walk to, they're opening another brewery, but with a giant restaurant attached. Nice. I have so many options to get drunk. Yeah, well, we've got um, we've got actually a quite nice little brew pub within crawling distance, mm-hmm. and it is you know they have they have some delicious stuff, um, but they don't even bottle. You can go in with growlers. Yeah, but the, they don't. The place near my house, like you have to take in your own growler. I think yeah. they have some that you can rent, but from what I understand, the other places are all going to bottle. So very mm-hmm. exciting. Three three breweries and. Like I joke about getting drunk, but I don't actually drink that much. I have like right. one, one beer and I'm ready for a nap. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, breweries, lots of them. It's gonna help <laughs> my. It's gonna improve my property value. Is it though? It is because they're um, two of them are going to have restaurants attached, and anytime oh, okay. you improve the downtown area near someone's home, it improves the property value. Oh, okay. We've got so many restaurants near us that I don't think anybody notices when another one opens. They're they're well. These are all like destination locations, so like they're intended for people to hang out. And I don't know. The city has really tried to do a lot to bring more younger adults in. But anyway, I digress. I could I could talk about that kind of crap all night. <laughs> uh, <Justification. laughs> 
it's happening in my city too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's working though. It's really working really well. The house here too. prices in Holyoke are ridiculous. Yeah. Now. The house prices in Beverly were already ridiculous, <laughs> and then now they're getting more ridiculous. Speaking of limited editions. Oh, right. yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for getting together tonight, and um, I would really like to take a moment to thank everybody for their support on the website and the Facebook group. Uh, you know, it's just so great to feel the love and we appreciate you guys giving us an excuse to get together and talk. Um, you know, Les and Dee and I have a schedule, but you know, if there's somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and you think you want to talk to them, do it, like put it on your calendar, give them a call because this podcast makes sure that I get to talk to my friends. And I really, really appreciate that in my life. And if you have the chance, give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, that'll help other people find us. Uh, you can find all of us and the podcast at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. And you can find me mostly uh, on Facebook through the RSVP Stationary Podcast Group or the Erasable Podcast Group. Uh, I have a really limited presence on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not really there. So, Les, tell us where we can find you. You can find me at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram and Twitter at OriginalLCHarper, and I am also on um, Spectrum.chat, so if you guys are over there, check that out. And Dee? You can find me at WeeklyPencil.com, um, not the Weekly Pencil. I mentioned that in our last episode. I am currently fighting for my original domain. I just refused to pay $80 to get it back. It's kind of being held hostage in the ether. So I'm hoping that that ends soon and I'll swoop back in and I'll have the Weekly Pencil and I'll have weeklypencil.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Weekly Pencil. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good night, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.